Hey guys, welcome back to Bikinis After Babies, our podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mandy Rashawn, here with your other fabulous host. Hey everybody, this is Jillian Hughes. I'm so excited to be here today and I'm really happy that you've joined us. If you came back to our podcast, welcome back. If you're a first time listener, welcome to Bikinis After Babies. We're so excited that you're here and we're excited for today's episode. Yeah. If you listen to our last episode, we kind of talked about quite a few different things. And so really, we wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper into one of the topics that we touched on last week. And that is how it is really never too late to start in the sport of bikini bodybuilding and wellness, of course. But how it doesn't matter how old you are or how many kids you have and stretch marks, cellulite, um, how much you weigh. Like if you want to do a competition, if you want to step on stage, you can do it. And that's something that we really wanted to touch on today. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into it. Yeah. Cause I've always competed. Yeah. I've competed with kids or with my son always. And Jillian, you've, you know, you've done both. So it's kind of, it'd be neat to kind of pick your brain on, you know, the different mindset, you know, of no Mm -hmm. kids to kids. Yeah, I'm bikinis before babies and bikinis after babies. So also (laughs) I just want to say that this podcast is not just for bikini competitors. Like it doesn't matter if you're in women's bodybuilding or wellness or figure or fitness or bikini. We all wear a bikini, right? Mm -hmm. So, and also you might not even be in that particular organization. Maybe you're doing um, more like pageants or maybe you just want to look hot in a bikini at the pool this summer. This is Mm -hmm. for you. We happen to both be bikini competitors. I actually started in fitness and then I went to figure. So um, I don't think that the information is that different. But certainly if you're like a female bodybuilder, figure competitor, wellness, there's definitely podcasts that are specialized for you. We have more for bikini competitors just based on our experience. But I don't want the title of our podcast to scare away anybody that's in another division. And I don't want to feel like we're leaving you out either because I've got plenty of girls that are listening in that are in wellness and in figure. And this is for you too. So just wanted yeah, to even, put that out there. Absolutely. Like even if you're just starting to go to the gym, it is extremely intimidating. It like like you said, the podcast, it's bikinis after babies. Even if you don't like want to step on stage, even if you have no desire to step on stage, it's like how do women who do step on stage, how do they achieve that physique? And it's kind of inspirational. Like even if you never want to step on stage, if you never want to have a six pack, but you just want to lose the baby weight, or you just want to be more disciplined, or you just literally want to know how to eat healthy, this podcast can absolutely help you with that. I've had, I've had women come up to me and tell me how, you know, they love our podcast. They tell their clients, listen to our podcast and they're not competitors. They just want to Mm -hmm. show their clients that, you know, the gym isn't it it seems like an intimidating environment but really it's the most friendly environment possible like everybody is cheering everybody on and every female Mm -hmm. is like there for you and excited for you and so that's like what we kind of want to put out there in the world and that's like a really important thing with this podcast i really want women to understand that they're not alone yeah and you can learn so much from girls that have competed at a high level um because all of the things that they do in their daily life to prioritize their nutritional needs and their fitness will help you. Like those are things that 
really, you know, just taking a few tidbits and tips and tricks here and there will help you on your fitness journey, no matter where you want to go with it. So I think that Mm -hmm. this is great information for, you know, just your everyday gym goer or somebody who's looking to take fitness to another level. But today specifically, we're going to be talking about getting started later because one question that I get a lot is, is it too late to start? I'm over 40. I'm 35. I am 30, but I have three children. I've had two C-sections. Um, you know, I have loose skin, you know, I've, I've never done this before and I'm going to be 60 next year. Like there, these are a lot of things that people ask me when they're curious about competing. And so we're here today to talk about basically the encouraging information that really anybody can do it. Um, I think Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, overall, it's important to have good guidance and to be really persistent. And we're going to talk about some of the concerns that women might have about getting started after having children or maybe being later in life when they're getting started on their competition journey. Yeah. So for me personally, I, I will share a very interesting experience when I first started because I sat down with my husband. I started when I was 26. I had my son. And when I started already as a mom, I think everybody that I had seen compete was younger. They all like were, you know, college kids or, you know, they were early twenties and I mean, I was 26, but like they didn't have kids. So they got to do like everything kind of on their own. But I, I had met some women in different States that had competed with kids or trained with kids. And I'm like, okay, like if they can do it, I can do it, you know? And I remember one of the, I, you know, bought a, I paid for a program, bought a coach, worked with a coach, got through it. And I never, like, I seem to do okay with like planning my schedule around my kids' school schedule, my kids' soccer. Like you said, you know, you kind of have to take responsibility and be like, these are my, these is what I have to eat. This is nutritious for me. And so I have to eat this and plan it around your kid. And I remember one of the hardest things to swallow was kind of like the budget for competing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm so happy I did it when I was a little older just because it is expensive to compete. Now, when you purchase things, it can last you a while. So, but this was like Mm -hmm. your first show, your initial show. And I, all my training I went through and I think I was maybe eight weeks out and uh, 12 weeks out and I had to purchase my suit and I was like in tears. Like I was crying because I felt Mm -hmm. like I felt bad spending like that amount of money on myself. And my husband's like, no, we planned for this. We budgeted it. You know, we knew Mm -hmm. that this was going to happen, but I was like, I have to hit the button and spend that money. But obviously you get to reuse the suit and it gets a lot of use and it's worth it. But you know, it's the sport is very interesting when you get older because you spend time on yourself. You think about yourself and you still think Mm -hmm. about your family and care about your family, but you you're in this space where you get to prioritize yourself. And as, as I'm sure you've seen, a lot of women don't do that nowadays. A lot of women do so much for others and they forget about themselves and the sport. Like when you're older, you get to prioritize yourself and you're like, yeah, this is good for me. Like this is healthy for me. I'm happy. My family's happy. So I remember that. (laughs) I think like one thing that stands out about what you said is spousal support is huge mm. because I'm, I'm sure we can do a whole episode on this, but if your partner, I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. But I think if your partner 
doesn't want for you to have that experience because, you know, either they are insecure about their wife or their, you know, the mother of their children or their girlfriend or whoever being the person in a relationship with being on stage in a bikini. That is something that some people might not be able to get around either because of their religious beliefs, their cultural beliefs, whatever it might be, that is like a separate issue in itself. But if there's a dynamic in your relationship where the person that you're with doesn't understand why you would want to do that and doesn't support you in it, it's probably not going to work out like either the relationship or the competing because you can't have both. You cannot be in a relationship mm-hmm. with somebody who doesn't support that. It's and if you really want to do it, like I'm not saying break up with the person that you're with, but I think mm-hmm. that's key that your husband said like this this I understand that you want to spend this money. I understand why like why this is important to you. Like he knew that that was something for you that wasn't just a vanity like oh she wants to get up on stage and look hot and you know everybody tell her how great she looks. Like they understand mm-hmm. the why. I think that's that's really important because you know that's something when I got into my relationship with my current husband like right from the get go I let him know like this is something that I do like I know it's new to you but what do you think about it and he just thought it was it was cool. He has always thought about this sport as um, something very athletic and he sees all the hard work that goes into it. And um, he's super proud and he is, you know, completely fine with, you know, me spending money that we could spend on other things. Was it you that we were talking about the other day, like adding up what we spent in a season and like just we stopped counting because it had gotten to the point where we could have bought like cruise tickets for our whole family. I don't know who it was I was talking Uh. to, but it it adds up like the year yeah. that I did like three national shows. I mean, I could have taken all seven of us on a Disney cruise. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It de- and and Brian never said, don't do it. He understood why that was important to me. And we didn't even reach the goal that year. I, I was second. I was one spot away from my pro card. And, you know, I, I felt awful. Like oh, I've spent all this money and I didn't even turn pro. And he's like, well, then we're just going to have to keep going for it. You know? So I think that's huge. You have to have that um, support from your family, mm-hmm. from your kids too. You have to have kids that are like, you know, they understand and they, and they cheer you on, you know, that, that keeps us going. Right. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that because I check in with Carson. So Aaron sounds is just like Brian. I actually had a conversation mm-hmm. similar. It wasn't this year. It was last year. It was like leading up to 2022. I was getting ready to compete in like um, the NPC shows. And I told I told Aaron, I was like, if, you know, I do well and my feedback's good, then I'm going to go to nationals. And like, I, I felt bad because we had talked about traveling overseas and like doing overseas trips and different, like just more adventurous things. And I'm like, if I if I qualify, if I do well and I do nationals, like I'm kind of taking that away from us because like, that's going to like, you're you're not going to want to be in prep in like in Ireland, right? Like that's going to, that's so hard. And he just looks at me. He's like, no, we'll just, we'll plan around your shows. It's like, they know how important it is to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, we'll just, we'll travel a different, we ended up, it ended up being completely different, but like that conversation we had, but no, with the kids, as Carson, because my son is 14, he will be 15 next year. I always, I started checking in with him because I'm a mom in a bikini. His friends follow me on social media. His, you know, people he knows, like, know my social media and my, all, my physique and everything like that. And I've always asked him, I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you care? Like, are you okay that I'm in a bikini? And I didn't put like a, a negative emphasis on it. I just want to make sure like, you know, he's like 
okay. And my son is just, he's really thick skinned. He's really funny. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, you're, you're just that mom. Like everybody knows like you're my mom and Carson's mom looks like that. And he's like, it's just how it is. And I'm like, okay, as long as you're fine with it, like we're good. But yeah, yeah. having their support is I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like I tell them all the time, they don't have to travel with me. They don't have to like worry about it. Like I got it. And they're like, no, like, like we absolutely have to, we have to be there. Like we have to do that for you. But I've seen it. I've seen the dark side of it. I've seen where women, it, it can go to just not such a great place when like, you're so proud of yourself you're proud of your physique and you're not looking at it as a sexual thing. You're looking at it as like going on stage mm-hmm. to show your tie-ins, to show your, your roundness and fullness of your glutes and your shoulders and your, you know, etched six pack, you know, whatever it may be. And you have a spouse that's like, stop taking pictures of yourself. Stop doing that negativity just in your home has to eat you alive. And like, it's like you have to differentiate. Is this because you dislike the sport or is it because I'm in an unhealthy relationship where like you're not liking that I like myself? You know, it can get toxic and it's hard because you got to figure out if it's toxic or not or if it's just some uncomfortableness. But you just communicate, overly communicate. Like, yeah. what is the sport? Why are you doing it? What are you wearing? What do you want to achieve? talk to your friends, talk to your family, let them know what's going on. And like, why, like why you're doing it so they can be prepared instead of like one day you're like, I'm not eating that. This is what I'm doing. And it's like, just like a shocker, you know? Yeah. And and I think too, like I've said this before, like, I think sometimes people complain because they want sympathy or they want support. They want someone to tell them they're doing a great job. It's really hard to do that. If you aren't in like a equal partnership with the person that you're with. And believe me, like no relationship is perfect. But if you're going into something like this, you know, you're carving out four to eight months, maybe even a whole year dedicated towards the food that you're eating and your habits, things are going to change. If your dynamic as a couple or as a family has been where, you know, you go out to eat a lot and, you know, maybe there's not activities going on that keep you moving, like it's going to look different. And mom's going to have her cooler with her. And, you know, mom isn't going to be able to, you know, stay at fireworks until, you know, one in the morning. And like, you know, I think that Mm -hmm. every person just in the family just has to have the thing that they're, that they're passionate about. Right. Like, even though my husband doesn't ever have any endeavors to compete in fitness, he has passions and hobbies and things that that he's interested in that interests me that I want to talk to him about. I don't expect our whole conversation to be about competing. And although like we do talk about it a lot, cause now he's like, he follows a lot of the Olympians and he understands <laughs> the sport, but he did that because he wanted to know more about it for me to support his mm-hmm. partner because he, he's really wants it for me too. So I think that's really important, but it can drive couples apart if, you know, maybe they're not happy to begin with. And then mm-hmm. the wife or, or if it's the husband, you know, they, they start getting in better shape. And then if their partner's got no desire to be healthy, it's hard to have a healthy relationship if you're not physically healthy. Like yeah. the foundation of most things in life is being healthy and fit. I mean, it is. So, um, and we hope sometimes that you can inspire others, but you really can't change people. So at the end of the day, of course, you've got to be happy and your, your family is very important too. But, um, I think those are considerations a lot of people have when they're looking at competing and like, Hey, our family dynamic has always been like this. Like I'm the mom running the kids to hockey and cheerleading and 
soccer and whatever, and I don't prioritize myself. And then it looks different when mom's going to the gym and, you know, mom has a competition coming up. And so, you know, it's, it's asking for that support, but I just think having open communication is, is really the key there. So maybe that's the biggest takeaway is just, you know, having those conversations and talking about what it looks like. And I've actually had consults with the husband on the Mm -hmm. phone just to like, let him share how he's feeling about it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I've heard this story about this guy and his wife competed and then she got fake boobs and then like she left him. And I'm like, well, they probably weren't like a very good, in a good situation Mm -hmm. beforehand, you know, because you would hope that somebody shooting for their dreams and and becoming a happier, healthier person, like would only like help the relationship. So, um, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that is sort of like the side of the sport um, that changes when you're, if you're single and you, you know, don't have that to consider. But we talked about this in the last, last episode that I think that it's it's unfortunate when people only have competing and then maybe they have to take time off to either get healthy or build muscle. And then they look around and they're like, oh, there's nobody, there's nobody here. I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. But yeah, fostering relationships is, is definitely, um, you know, a big one. But I think like one thing that we wanted to talk about is uh, maybe just like the physical changes of what mm-hmm. your body is like when you are looking at competing um, after children. And I can speak to how it's different because I competed before babies and after babies. Um, but um, I don't know if you want to kind of share about what that was like for you getting ready for your first competition. Like, did you start as like, you know, you had kind of followed a general fitness program or did you just go, I want to compete and then jump right into training? So mine was interesting. I didn't, I didn't initially want to compete. I didn't, I just never thought of it. Like I never thought it was like Mm -hmm. me really. What it was, was like when I initially lost like my weight, like, again, this was before Instagram, this was before all this stuff. So like, I just knew how, like, I, like, if you listen to episode one, like I kind of go into that, but when I lost the bulk of my weight, I knew, you know, Aaron and I sat down and he's like, well, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not ready to be like a personal trainer. I don't want to be working at a gym. I don't like, I don't know. And so I had met, I had met Ingrid Romero and cause I lived in California and she's a, uh, uh, she won the Arnold way back when, um, but she, she's a mom of mm, twins yeah. and yeah, super sweet girl. And she had a team and she's like, I was like, well, I love how she looks and I like how, you know, she's happy and bubbly and like has her kiddos. And I was like, I want to work with her. So I started working with her and I told Aaron, that's when I like dedicated like my time to do a fitness competition. I was like, well, I'll try it. Like, she teaches girls how to do it. She gets girls ready. I like how she looks. Mm-hmm. I like her energy. Um, it goes really attractive to me. I also on the complete flip side, loves Dana Lynn Bailey, like loves Dana mm-hmm. Lynn Bailey. I knew I could, well, I thought now it's different, but like, I thought I could never look like that, but I just was so like in awe of it, like just in awe of the dedication. Um, so yeah, really, it was just like, I want to try this. I, I have stretch marks really bad on my stomach. They're low because when I was pregnant with my son, he dropped like the last, what, three mm-hmm. weeks or something. I mean, he just went boop, and I just got like, like super stretch marks, at, but they're low. So leggings like always cover them. Um, I was a little worried about it, but of course Ingrid's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. So the stretch marks really like bothered me and it just I was really uncomfortable with it at first. I didn't have loose skin. Um but man, like 
I have stretch marks all down my thighs, on the back of my knees. Um, Cause I was like 200 pounds when I was pregnant. And once mm-hmm. I like got into the bikini, like I said before, how scared I was. And then when I got on, like, when I got behind stage backstage, I'm like, Oh, like, no, we all have stretch marks. We all have something like, <laughs> yes. like everybody has okay. stretch marks. They do. And yeah. I'm like, or they have scars or like something. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, this is an aesthetic sport, but this isn't a perfectionist sport. Like you don't have to be perfect. Like that's not what this is. So that was really kind right. of my big thing with my like stretch marks when it comes to like, and I still have cellulite. Like I always have cellulite around my thighs. That never goes we away. <laughs> I know. You know, when it goes away, the morning of the show, it's gone. <laughs> It's a phenomenon. I can't sure. understand. Like, oh, that's true. Up. I'm like, it's gone. Um, that is yeah, true. Well, and I think too, like the tan does cover up a lot. I always tell people mm. like, I can't promise you everything. Like, but I just, trust me, when you get that tan on, it really does cover up a lot of imperfections in the skin. And also like, man, there's girls with a lot of tattoos now. That was not mm-hmm. the case back in the day. But I mean, you see girls with just a full sleeve like on their stomach, all down their legs, everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, ultimately they're evaluating the shape. So that's like mm-hmm. the most important. Um, but I think too, with the loose skin concern, what I find in a lot of my clients is they just need time to build, um, particularly mm-hmm. if they have loose skin on their backside um, because muscle atrophies. And as we get older, we have to strength train and we have to, you know, be really cognizant of getting enough protein so that we can combat aging. Um, So I would almost say that, like, I had an easier time as I got older versus when I was younger. When I was in my 20s, God, I remember sprinting up hills in 110 degree weather to try to cut weight. Um, I think I was just, you know, my hormones were different. Very, when you're very fertile and you're young and, um, you know, just, I think also I didn't have as much muscle as I do now because I've been in the sport for a long time. I've been training for gosh, like 28 years now. I've been like lifting weights, like since literally since high school, um, only competing. And you look amazing. 19 years. Thanks. Well, you know, I think too, like the weight training is like the fountain of youth. So it is. I, I really think that that's helped. My metabolism is better now than it was when I was younger. I just think too, like as I've gotten older, I have more balance in my life. Like I sound old, but I'm like, and all my friends were all kind of the same. It's like, oh, it's like past my bedtime. Do we really have to go to the cheerleading gym at nine o'clock for a meeting? You know, mm-hmm. like it's like sleep is so important, but I have more balance in my life. Like I, I don't drink to the point of getting drunk. I'm in bed at a regular time. I don't have like a lot of toxic, crazy shit going on in my life. Like things are just different now. So I do mm-hmm. feel like, um, you know, I have definitely, I'm, I'm like my, my lifestyle is lined up for success much more than when I was 20. So I feel like being older is an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's just, just me, but I think looking at my body, probably the thing that I've had to battle the most has been, um, my core strength. And, um, that's something that I've had to work on a lot because I'm really short. I had really big babies and like my ribs and my hips nearly almost touch. So I, when I lost the baby weight, I was just like straight up and down wide waist Mm -hmm. that matched the width of my hips and in bikini, they do like that. Um, hourglass shape. So mm-hmm. um just doing lots of research and finding what works for me. I like live in a waist trainer. 
um, which has been great, supports my back, but also helps with just contouring my shape. And I do um, non-traditional core work. I like never do planks or like any regular core work, all stomach vacuums just to really help keep my core tight. Um, so that's been like really the biggest thing for me. So when, you know, people talk about their stomach post baby, I'm like, well, there's so much information and so many helpful resources for that now that that there really wasn't when I had my first baby, like he'll be 16 in February and there like wasn't anything like that. I don't even think like the sweet sweat waist trainer was around then, which is really just like a sauna belt. Um, but I remember wrapping myself in like saran wrap and then putting preparation yeah. each on my stomach and then running up and down hills like a crazy person. <laughs> uh, so um, I think I look more like a bodybuilder now than I did then. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the sport has changed. And, and I think there's more information now too. Like, you know, if somebody is, you know, 35 and they had their last baby and now they're really looking to compete, like this is the time. There's so many more shows. There's so many more resources. There's good coaches. Um, oh yeah. You know, and I, I think there's, and there's a lot of inspiration. Like you'll see on our show, all the people that are going to come on that have mm-hmm. crazy stories of, um, o- overcoming adversity and raising families and, and having babies and then getting on stage in the same year. I think that's amazing. So yeah, yeah sure. I've seen that. I've seen that when I expedite, I've met, I've met women that have like had a baby that year and then they're stepping on stage and I'm just like, Oh my gosh. I've met women that have like four or five kids and I thought they were like 25 and they're like doing masters and like people ask, like, I, I even posted a joke about it on, uh, um, Facebook because some of the, some of the gym girlies I meet all the time, a group of them the other day was, uh, they're just like, I cannot believe you're going to be 35. And the look on their face, I'm like, Whenever weightlifting, whenever you're weightlifting and doing resistance training for so long, obviously you're going to eat more protein, like it's kind of hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? And protein is just so good for us. It's the elasticity and the collagen. Mm-hmm. And then of course we're going to want to drink more water. So like, we're going to be hydrated, like our skin, our hormones are going to be regulated better. Even like competing aside, just like these things that intertwine with each other, like it's the fountain of youth. It's just all together in a combination that's going to make you look younger. But I think something you touched Mm -hmm. on with being older as well, that is like, I, I can speak volumes to is your support system. So Mm -hmm. like, not just your husband and your kid or your, or your partner, but I like being older, like you have a friend group or circle or gym people whatever community, usually you have multiple, you know, you have work people, you have gym people, neighborhood people, you know, you have different groups, you know, as you're, as you're older and, you know, same with you probably like you have cheer moms, you have all that, you know, but as you get older and you explain like what you're doing, they want to go to bed earlier. They may want to know what you're doing because they want to be healthier. They're curious, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you lost like 10 pounds in so many like months. Like what are some of the little things you did? They care and they'll Mm -hmm. help you in their own way, which is amazing. They'll show up for Mm -hmm. you. They'll, they'll be there for you. Like it's fascinating because when I was 20, like, no, like just no, like the fact that I, I've never been like an, a, a big drinker. I don't drink at all anymore, but like back in the day, like I, I was just like an okay drinker, I guess it was expensive. I was, I was a broke 20 some odd year old. Um, <laughs> I was, I was so broke. Um, but, and all my money went to raising my kids. So like I couldn't mm-hmm. like going to the bar was like hard, but yeah. anyways, it just, 
it's like all my friends would go to the bar and they all made time for it and they would stay out late and they would do that. And I'd be like, well, I kind of want to go to the gym. And they were like, no. And I just want to get invited to stuff. They want to show up for me. Um, it just, it was completely opposite. And when you're older, you have like these groups that care, they care about you and they care about your health. And it's just, it, it's so meaningful. Like that, yeah. that to me getting older and doing this for like, is phenomenal. Like I love that so yeah. much with my the friends. community too. Them. Like mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say when you were younger, cause this was my experience was like the gatekeeping when you were younger, it was almost like, and I do see this in some of my younger girls that they just like, they can't stop comparing themselves to other people and they're on their phones and they're looking at what this girl's doing. And, you know, and then like, you know, someone at the gym would, you know, have some top secret thing that they were doing. They wouldn't tell anybody. And it's not like that when you get older, it's just like, oh, you got a show coming up. Oh, you look great. When are you competing? Oh, I'm doing that show too. Oh, I can't see you backstage. You know, when you're backstage, it's like, oh, I got an extra rice cake. Like it's so different when you're older. Like, okay, there's always going to be benches because there just is. (laughs) There's always going to be dicks. More now. Yeah. There's always going to be dicks. (laughs) um, Oh, I'm losing my headphones. (laughs) Get it together, Jillian. Okay. You got a little excited. There's always going to be people. It slid off of that- my hair. This is the cleanest my hair has been in a real long time. It's like okay. super sleek. <laughs> oh well, people can't always see this because this is okay. If you're listening, my headphones just fell off of my super. And if you're hair. watching, it would um, only be on YouTube if you're watching. Then you saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, a side note. Like I only wash my hair like once a week um mm-hmm. it's so gross i'm sure dudes are like i'm these girls are canceled that's disgusting but um <laughs> i'm not a i'm not really a sweaty person i'm just not mm-hmm. like my head doesn't sweat my face doesn't sweat like i leave the gym my makeup looks just like it did and i'll be sweating like you know every well, not really i don't know i'm just not a sweaty person but um yeah i can go a long time but my hair is really growing because i'm you know good to it now but today mm-hmm. was hair wash day and it is shiny so get my headphones yeah. didn't adhere to my head like they usually do um just be careful yeah, we're saying, yeah, dicks there's always dicks back yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i mean you do get those nasty girls backstage but i'm always like man that's their that's all their stuff you know and i guess if they're yeah. being you know unkind to other people then they're probably just nervous as shit everybody handles show day differently but it is mm-hmm. so nice when you meet people backstage and then you know you follow each other on social media and then you you know see them and they're doing well and then they mm-hmm. get their pro card and you know when you cheer people on i think that's awesome i mean that's how all the guests on this show came to be they're all people that i met backstage at shows that you know you're just you're all there doing the same thing and the judges decide mm-hmm. who wins like it's not up to us so you might as well just have a good time and dance around and make friends right right like for every like cranky bitchy girl you meet there's like 20 30 nice girls like it's it's like i've yeah both of us have been backstage countless of times at this point so it's like there's only a few and usually if they're cranky they're isolating themselves or if they make like a comment it's like mm-hmm. so there's so many po- there's it's just so positive backstage like it's very yeah um it's not like take it well like it's just like oh whatever you dancey dancey have a good time like that's really what yeah. it is i just I've never i think heard maybe of, that's I didn't think about getting older too thing, though oh yeah just like you know like there's like some secret supplement mm-hmm. or you know something and just like you know people keep it top secret like really if it's you know, one do, minor thing like, is never it's never like one thing that changes the outcome of a prep like i hear that all the time like what's the one secret you have i'm like consistency like there's so many things that go into prep yeah. and you know it's never just like that oh there's that one thing that really changed the game for me like it, it was mostly 
all mindset stuff. It was never like, oh, there's this awesome cream or this crazy vitamin or this crazy fat burner. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that's never it. I think that when people are searching for those things, though, that is that does show a lack of maturity, really, because once you've done this long enough, you kind of know like it, it doesn't ever come down to like one little thing. Like yeah. That. Like there's all kinds of things that can help. And certainly we can do an episode on supplements. I'd almost rather not, though. Cause that's just like such a huge. Well, everybody's a different. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and everybody's different. Like, it is a maturity thing. But like, when it comes to supplements or it comes to like just anything, like if you're on PEDs or whatever the case may be, like everybody's different. And that's again like another thing about getting older. Because I know when I was younger, I didn't give a shit about my hormones. I didn't get anything checked. I didn't know yeah. anything about blood work. I just like did what I was supposed to do, and it like now I get my blood work. I just got my blood work checked. What was it last weekend? I think I told you last week Mm -hmm. I get my blood work checked every four months. So I will do it off season. Where are my levels right before start of on season? Mm -hmm. And then now I just got it checked again. And based on what like my hormones say, because I'm, I'm a natural competitor right now. And Mm -hmm. I say that right now. Cause like you, I hate to close that window. Cause like, do you ever want to do it? Who knows? But right now I'm natural. So with that though, I check my hormones to see like what supplement could possibly help with this and what natural yeah. way could I possibly like keep this great. And it's worked awesome for me. And women need to check their hormones because you never know if your thyroid is acting up or if your testosterone is low. Are you having, you know, progesterone estrogen issues? And like you need to be able to check those and work with like somebody to like make sure you're healthy before even worrying about losing all of this fat or losing all of this weight? Like what's the healthiest route for you? And I'll just say this. And I, I, and I really want for women to just feel empowered and not to be scared because I think that Mm -hmm. when we start talking about hormones, people get really nervous. They like see dollar signs flashing in front of their eyes. They're very afraid of like getting, you know, bad advice or, um, sort of like, you know, opening Pandora's box and like, what am I walking into? But the fact is that we do not stay the same and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we need to celebrate it because it's going to happen to all of us. Every woman mm-hmm. is going to go through menopause. Some women go through it earlier than others. It does not matter, but you need to empower yourself with knowledge. Your doctor is not going to do your lab work for you. He's going to tell you if you have anemia or a disease, mm-hmm. but they're not going to check your hormones. And that's okay. They're, they have a purpose. Our, our doctors are, are there for a purpose. You need to go an alternate route. It doesn't have to cost you a million dollars. You just have to get mm-hmm. good information. And I can link um, in the show notes um, some pe- people that I find to be reputable um, companies that I've worked with where they can get you um, like the, the basic hormone, female hormonal panel to understand where your body is and why that's important is because things changed. We don't have the same hormones that we had when we were 20 or 25 or 30, which is great, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we want to be, you know, aging gracefully, but if we just are, you know, ignorant about it and we don't think it's going to happen to us and we might not be optimal and we might be spending a ton of time and money on shit that doesn't work because we didn't get the right information. So please don't go mm-hmm. to your OBGYN and ask for blood work because they're not going to be able to help you with what what we're talking about. And mm-hmm. that's okay. But also it isn't 
a ridiculous investment because I remember when I was first looking into getting my blood work done, I'm like, here we fucking go. Like it's going to cost so much money and they're going to be putting shots in me and all this stuff that I just, I'm like, and I didn't feel bad. I just wanted to make sure like that I was optimal. Like I was in my forties mm -hmm. and you know, I just wanted to empower myself with the right information. And it's been great just to see where I'm at and to know that my body's in a place to go into something aggressive, like getting ready for a competition. Um, so please, please, please don't be scared and, but also don't be ignorant and, and not take a look at where you're at. Cause I think it's important. Mm -hmm. Like so many people battle things that they can take care of with just a few tweaks to the foods that they're eating, their lifestyle. Like I don't, can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients that had cortisol issues and they're just running themselves into the ground, sprinting, mm -hmm. doing hit, not getting enough sleep, super, super stressed, cutting calories. And they, they just don't know what, why they can't lose fat and why they feel yep. awful and they're tired all the time. And all we had to do was just look and see what was going on to see, hey, mm -hmm. we should not be pushing right now. This is going to make things way worse. And that cortisol trickles all into other areas of your health and it can start yep. to impact your hormones, your thyroid, all these other things. Like This is high level stuff that I don't want to go into in this episode. But what I'm saying is just be smart and and ask questions. Like if somebody is talking on their Instagram about their hormones, send them a message. They want you to ask them and they're happy to mm -hmm. provide their, you know, resources and, and share with you because they're like us and they want to help other people feel good and, and be optimal. Yeah. And when you find, like, like you're saying, you can put in the show notes, like I have a clinic that I use too, but like yeah. as soon as you put yours find in there too. one, yeah, as soon as you, as soon as you get your labs done, you don't be scared, get it done and look at them. The biggest thing is communicate what is going on? Because when they go over the labs with you, any good clinic will do this. If when they go over mm -hmm. that with you, they'll ask you questions. They'll be like, how is your sleep? How is, are you really hot? Are you really cold? Are you, are you restless? Like, do you get headaches? Do you have energy crashes? They want to know that because like, even though like these levels might be an optimal, like American standard health ranges, that doesn't mean they're optimal for you. And let's say exactly. that you let's say like you want, let's say you're having like low energy or something's happening with you and you're wanting to build muscle. Well, they're going to notice like your thyroid, your T3, T4 might not be optimal. So they might recommend something. Mm -hmm. They might, you know, be like, Hey, not necessarily, not necessarily like anything prescription. They could just recommend a supplement that could possibly help you. And you could start taking a supplement and see dramatic improvement. You could not have those energy yeah. crashes, but communicate what you're goal kind of is and how you're feeling because they need to know that because even though it says optimal it, it may not be optimal for you you could need it higher right. you could need it something lower but they don't know that unless like you talk and you say like what you want and like what's going on with you that's a big one i i learned that like, yeah yeah a good practitioner is going to treat the patient and not the numbers and that's mm -hmm. really the problem with just going and having your thyroid checked or, you know, what's my estrogen? Like, you know, they're like, they're not going to treat like how you're feeling. And again, it's not, it's not their fault. Like it's just, mm -hmm. we're looking at a different sort of healing and, and therapy, right? So, um, you know, you really want to look into either a functional medicine doctor or a clinic that specifically helps with, um, aging and hormones and vitality, like, and they will typically look at what 
what your goals are and how you're feeling. And most good, reputable places will talk to you about lifestyle factors first before they ever recommend any, you know, supplements or peptides or whatever it is that they offer. Everyone's mm -hmm. a little bit different. I think peptides are actually um, going out. There's a new FDA regulation on those. Um, but it's just important to, to, and certainly like Mandy will link hers. I'll link mine, mm -hmm. look at both of them, ask questions, but you know, it's important as we get older to just, you know, make sure that we're taking really, really good care of ourselves and not being ignorant to what is going on in our bodies. And, and the truth mm -hmm. is that if you stay on top of it, then you're just going to live a youthful and more um, fulfilling, happy, healthy life, you know, versus just like, you're going to look great, oh, feel you know, great. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just think about what, what is normal and what doesn't feel normal, you know, and, and part of that just happens naturally. Um, as we, you mm -hmm. know, approach menopause, there's lots of changes that happen and, you know, you're, and you're not alone. I think more people are starting to talk about it at least, but I think bodybuilders are more savvy because our hormones are really important because of how extreme the lifestyle is in our later parts of prep. And certainly for someone like you, Mandy, you're talking about extending your season all the way from March to the end of summer. Like that's a really long time. And being smart about your hormones is just going to keep you really healthy so that when mm -hmm. you are done competing for the year, you don't come out with a big mess to clean up. You know, I think that that's yeah. not a good situation to be in. Yeah. I've definitely been there before so. where all my hormones were like bottomed out and I just didn't know until yeah. I checked. And I've worked mm -hmm. through that and, and, and I, a lot of it, I actually, I healed all of it with food just over time, like just slowly yeah. over time, every got everything back to normal and raised everything for, took a while, but with food. So. Yeah. But. That's the same for me when I went through my gut issues, which, um, mm -hmm. I'll tell you, you know, that was really because I was ignoring how I was feeling. I was super, super stressed and there was just a lot of stuff going on and I was really, really busy and I was pushing too hard. I hadn't had a long enough break and ended up with all these gut issues and went for a ton of tests. You're fine. Everything's fine. They just thought I was crazy. Um, and I tried, mm -hmm. you know, different things with my diet and all these different you know, enzymes, laxatives, stools, like all this stuff just to try to fix my bloating. And it wasn't until I really just looked at, you know, my lifestyle and knew I needed to just like chill out and get more yeah. rest and lower my stimulants. And it was just all little easy stuff. No medicine. You know, I paid for all that testing. I mean, I had insurance, but they still, you still have to pay. Like, even if you have insurance, yeah. you still pay for that stuff. But just even the time, like there was, you know, things I had to prep for where I had to like drink certain fluids and eat certain foods. And that was like time I had to take off training and, you know, just trying to find answers. So I think learning mm -hmm. about your body and being an advocate for yourself is really important. Um, and so I think that maybe that comes with aging too. And maybe we're just, you know, we're more in tune with ourselves as we get older and yeah. after having children, you know, so. Yeah. One thing, um, you know, we have all these great things about like starting, you know, starting the stage and everything as you get older and just like knowing that you can do it when you're older and it doesn't have to be when you're you younger. And one, mm -hmm. I would say one common, like negative I hear like misconception, I would say, and it goes back to mindset. It goes back to like prioritizing your time is when you do want to do a competition or you do want to prioritize yourself to be able to reach a goal. 
I feel like as moms, we worry about selfishness. We worry about, well, mm-hmm. we're going to be putting ourselves before our kids. We're going to be putting ourselves before like our hus- our spouses. We're going to be putting ourselves before all of these things and I can't do it. And it's bad. And I feel like we're finally getting to a place in this like day and age where it's like, no, like you can ask for help or you can wake up earlier or stay up later mm-hmm. or carve out an hour of your time where you just tell everybody to like F off and like, this is me. This is when I'm going to do my yoga. This is when I'm going to do my weightlifting. This is when I'm going to do my cardio mm-hmm. and you do it with mm-hmm. it. And you just do it because we're learning that like, as we do those things, we're happier individuals. And if we're happier individuals, we're going to give more and we're going to have a happier exactly. vibe. And then if we have a happier vibe, mm-hmm. then our kids and our spouses and our people are going to be like, yay, go you. But it's, it's, it's such a selfish, but not selfish sport. And just, I don't feel like if I could tell all the women out there that everyone to like think about competing or, you know, starting to go to the gym and weightlifting and they're worried about their time management. It's just, it's not selfish. It's so healthy for you. You'll live longer for your family. Right. You'll feel better about yourself. You'll just all of these positive things. So that's one like common negative thing I hear that like, you just want to be like, no, it's not that. Like, it's not, it's good. It's okay. <laughs> I do think that sometimes women worry about that if they have the dream of doing it then they've thought about how does it look in my lifestyle and they might just Mm -hmm. need good guidance to show them how it can be done. Like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah, I can just go to the gym before anybody gets up. Like maybe it just hadn't occurred to them or maybe they're like, can I really do that? And then they see other people doing it and they can, but if there is Mm -hmm. like that negativity around it, it's typically it's resent. It's really just like, you know, maybe somebody who hasn't figured out how to do it or they really don't have the drive because it's not that important to them. So they're going to knock someone else for doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think we are kind of seeing people like not say that it's selfish. And if that is being said, it's really just coming from from not a great place. But Mm -hmm. certainly when a new competitor joins our team and they're kind of worried about how they're going to carve it out, you know, we're there to guide them and help them with scheduling and show them how we do it. And here's how I make chicken for the week in 45 minutes. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, they just, it's new, right? They're all skills. And these are all things that you can learn how to do. And once you get used to it, it's it's so easy. It's honestly, it's easier than not knowing what to eat. I prefer like prep foods yeah. because I don't have to think about it. I know exactly what I'm having and I'm, when I'm running out of something, I know exactly what I need to buy. And so, you know, but certainly we want to be a resource to make it easier for you because mm-hmm. when we were learning how to do this years ago, we didn't have all these resources. There wasn't even, I don't even know what a podcast was. It didn't exist. There was no podcast in 20. Yeah, I don't, there wasn't. 2001, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think that the information's out. out there. So, oh, I don't know. Hmm. We're here now, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Good times. So, yeah. Well, I think we covered mm-hmm. a lot there, but really, yeah. I mean, ask away where we'd love to get feedback and be able to answer those questions of things that you are specifically hoping to learn from us. And we're going to have some mm-hmm. great experts and some great stories on the show to keep you inspired and, and us too. I can't wait to hear, you know, their stories and learn from them as well. Yeah, it, it'll be truly inspiring to hear from some from people that have like really achieved just so much while going and doing so much because like, as we know what it like, it's like, and you guys out there know what it's like to juggle everything, but to like, 
just work your ass off to get up there. So it is exciting, mm-hmm. but yeah, we definitely did cover quite a bit today and it's about to be Christmas next week. So I know we have I so know. much stuff going on. I know it's next Monday is Christmas. <laughs> so that's nuts. Oh God. I, yeah. It just snuck so. up on us. It does this every year, but we've had a lot mm-hmm. of travel and stuff. So I'm like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it's already here, but it'll be great. Yeah. Good times with family. And I still have one little one that believes in all the magic oh, of Christmas. That's so. Magical. Yeah. We still like, I have do to the like pay my and, teen you know, to do it. Our little Chloe keeps Christmas alive, so it's really exciting. Like we were writing um, labels for gifts and trying to figure out which ones were from Santa, and I'm like, I don't know. Like we have to be careful that we don't put it in the same wrapping paper, and you know, it's it's still Aww. so fun to have those, you know, those things. Um, yeah, so so I'm excited. My husband's like, um, excuse me, no, I'm Santa. I'm taking all the credit. Stop it, Santa's <laughs> magical. <laughs> Uh, the boys do a good job of like feeding the Amazon my, like, Santa right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But all right, guys. Well, I think we covered everything and go, you know, let us know, like Jillian said, feedback and give us a thumbs up if you're watching us on YouTube. And I guess until next week, right? Yeah. After, yeah. uh, after the big day, after Christmas, uh, after Christmas, we'll, we'll one final see. episode we'll- of 2023. Yes, that is very true. We'll have to come up with a good one. Yeah. But all right, guys. We will. We're out.